Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Here's your host, William Powell, the king of DC media. All right, what's going on, everyone? Uh, it is I, William Powell, your one and only host of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, we have on the show playwright. Ivy Hawkins, director Eli L., and cast of the wonderful new stage show, Dry Bones. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, federal employees, what would you do with $1 million? Your wishful thinking can become a reality. We're Fed Choice, and we're here to help you achieve your million-dollar dreams, from saving you money on a loan to helping you save for retirement. Visit us online at FedChoice.org and use the keyword inside. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, an official sponsor of the Inside Acting Radio Show. FedChoice Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at forward slash Inside on the Bar Acting or Facebook at forward slash William.t.pal. And if you'd like to advertise on the show, Email me at william400 at yahoo.com. So I see everybody's on the line here. So let me bring them on in. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? All right. Great, great. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so let's just uh, go down the list here, and uh, we're going to have everybody introduce themselves. So, uh, Adib, why don't we start with you? Yeah, my name is Adib Muhammad. I'm the um, I play Rome in the play Dry Bones. All right, <laughs> okay, that's all I'm Ernest. telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, Ernest. Uh, yes, my name is Ernest Hassler Jr. I'm a native of Washington, D.C. I play Eugene Haynes. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, Ivy? Yes, my name is Ivy Hawkins, and I am the playwright of Dry Bone. Good. Okay, and Eli? What's going on, William? Of course, my name is um, Eli L., and I'm serving as the director of Dry Bones 2016. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so we're all set here. So let's just uh, jump right on in. So, uh, Eli, what is Dry Bones all about? Tell me a little bit about the story, man. Well, without giving too much away, I would say that Dry Bones is really all about second chances. Um, second chances uh, given and second chances not given. Um, 
Uh, it's all about, uh, not to be too specific, but it's about, simply put, second chances and getting second chances and giving second chances and wanting not to give second chances. And it's uh, it's a little uh, topsy-turvy uh, play. But, yeah, it's a, simply put, second chances. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's all about second chances. <laughs> yeah. And now, Ivy, so talk about the title of Dry Bones. Is that from Ezekiel in the Bible? Yes, yes, it is. Um, um, and the Dry Bones, as you well know, is, is Ezekiel in the Bible, represents some of the negative social conditions that existed during his time. So I, I thought I would take that story, which inspired me, uh, in looking at the social conditions of many uh, families, in particular, broken families. Uh, today, there was there was a, a there was a parallel there, but the core or the gist of or the takeaway from Dry Bones is that rebuilding of broken families are still possible, you no, know, uh, regardless of how dismal the situation uh, is. And so there there's one character in in Dry Bones, and I hope, Eli, I'm not giving too much away, that um, sort of parallels what Ezekiel in the Bible tells the people. And Zeke in Dry Bones convinces the, convince the men, rather, of um, that a second chance is possible. But there's some things that they have to do as well. Yeah, because I know Ezekiel was a was a prophet, and I guess there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of uh, parallels between what was going on in the Bible story and, and some of what's going on today. Exactly. exactly. And, that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, you know, the situation, the people were divided, they were depressed, uh, and they basically, uh, many people, as even today, sort of, think that there is a segment that that there's really no hope for. You know, no matter how much money you throw out and no matter whatever you do, that the conditions won't improve. And uh, if you didn't believe that and nor does the main one of the one of the main characters in um um in dry bones. It's it's a story. Ezekiel in the Bible was a story of restoration. So I'm trying to take that story and apply it situation that you see, uh, or some of the social conditions that you see going on today. So it's about rebuilding and restoring. Well, second chances, Eli. (laughs) 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 Okay, we. I want to go ahead and touch on. Father-son relationships, I think they're they're very, very important, you know, just across the board. You know, your father, you know, can make you or break you. So, Adib, talk a little bit about that. Well, as it relates to uh, Rome and uh, Eugene in the play, and like we say, not to give too much away, but there are dynamics there as it relates to father-son relationships that is depicted in the dialogue between the two characters, Rome and Eugene, as a result of the fact of a certain situation that exists within the play 
then any father, which I am one, and a grandfather as well, that's watching the play should be able to resonate with things like recognizing how much of an influence a father has on a son, whether he's in that son's relationship for a period of time or not. Uh-huh. Um, the communication between a father and son when there's any type of situation that's perceived, particularly from the son's perspective, that the father is not maybe being the man that he as a son wishes his father to be, but not knowing how to express that very specific to his father. So he gives his father uh, flack, if you will. And the father being the father feels as though you being my son, you don't have the right to speak to me in a certain way because there still should be that dynamic, I'm your father, you're my son. And from the father's perspective, the father sometimes doesn't recognize how that which he has demonstrated has the son where he is. <laughs> yeah. How did I? How did I do, Eli? Did yeah. I do okay? Yeah, you was da- you was dancing. You was dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get deeper into uh, directing a little bit, uh, a little a little later in the interview. We'll, we'll touch a little bit more on the directing aspect of it. But that was good. That was good. That was good. So, Adib, uh, so uh, springboarding off of that, talk a little bit about the theme. What's the theme of the show? Well, I think the uh, the theme was pretty much addressed um, by Ivy in, in so much as that the, the aspect of dry bones from Ezekiel 37 in the Bible. Yeah. I mean, pretty much that is the theme of the show because anybody that's familiar with him prophesizing how the bones came back together from the situation that you looked upon, and then by him prophesizing and bringing the word of God into play and the power of God and how those bones of flesh and came back together to bring a full human being back from dry bones. Right. So particularly to me, that is the theme. Because it's about restitution, about, I mean, about uh, resurrection in the sense of, the dead being brought back to life because people do perceive in these days and times that, you know, a lot of the situations are, um, some people would say irreversible or whatever, but when you look at the reality of the possibility, then, you know, there's some things that can be done there to bring about a positive change. That's my take on that. That's right. Absolutely. 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 Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eli, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the social issues uh, addressed in Dry Bones. Okay, I mean, I don't know necessarily if they address where Dry Bones addresses a lot of the social issues, but it says a pretty big light on the impact of uh, fathers not being in the home, both uh, for over two generations. Um, it sheds a pretty uh-huh. big light on that uh, aspect of uh of uh, this particular family. It also sheds a pretty big light on um, the incarceration system and who's caught up in it and how to get out of it. So, I mean, and, mm. you know, and it shows a lot of the impact of, but I think the biggest impact, if you look down into the play, if you really want to talk about the play, I think it sheds a pretty big light on the impact that absentee fathers have on the home. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's good or bad, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's one of those things that, you know, 
it really addresses. It sheds a pretty big light on. I don't know if it necessarily addresses it, but it sheds a pretty big light on having that situation and how it can impact generations mm-hmm. of of a family. You know, and oh, they try wow. to. Uh, there's some um, there's some healing that needs to be done and things like that, and it's a pretty big uh, part of the part of the production. Mm-hmm. Well, could uh, I could I piggyback a little bit on that if I could? Sure. There's also sure. the element and aspect of the play of the relationship between the 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 father and the mother in their communication as it relates to that's brought about as it as a result of the situation with the son. So there's an mm. element of of love and communication and without giving too much away, there's some elements <laughs> with the the mother and the father's communication about the son and, that I believe and, and people I think, will be able to resonate to, with. Exactly, mm. and I, I want to chime in. And I think what we try to, to bring out is that the perspective from which women address or relate to their children vice vice the fathers. Mm-hmm. Women we 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 tend to be um a little more nurturing in a sense. And uh, and not that fathers don't love, they love differently, you know. They love their sons it, uh just like a mother does, but it's different. Um so we we try to to address that dynamic because that that exists so much, and I know in in my family and even in raising my daughter and just mm-hmm. the differences of of how a father the the perspective from which a father looks at it by the perspective from which a mom looks at it. So. And I'm glad mm-hmm. you said that, Ivy. Um, if I can say something <laughs> else. Uh, so I'm glad uh-huh. you said that because there there is nothing that can replace a mother, and there's nothing that can replace a father. A father can't be a mother, and a mother cannot be a father. Exactly. Neither one of them yeah. are. Re, neither one of them can be replaced by the other. There can be compensations made, but though there is something that a mother gives to a child that a father simply cannot give, and in the vice exactly. versa, there's something that the father gives to a child that the mother cannot give. So, I mean, that's one of the things that also has to be make sure it's put out there as well because it's important to know. Mm-hmm. And once uh, parents realize that, I believe that they'll understand their children much better. I think so because I, yeah. because I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. And, and that is so, so critical in terms of making the family unit whole or understanding, yeah, understanding what's necessary to make a family unit whole, you know, the, the father role is pivotal in turning the tide in, in, in some of the families that we see today. It is pivotal. And we, we, can, ha- we can have a lot of conversations. We can, we can do a, have a lot of programs, but that has to be uh, addressed. And like Eli said, we don't necessarily address it in the play, but we we. Uh, what's the right word for it? We uh, we, we, we shed a pretty big light on it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we we actually depict the particular scenario as it relates to that situation. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna throw a bomb out. 
I'm gonna throw a bomb out there. Uh oh, uh, Eli. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> you might be the <laughs> So Eli, what do you think about? Hey, all of y'all can anybody? Well, I'll start with Eli. Y'all can go around and address it how you like. But so, what do y'all think about the? You know, like in the church or everywhere, they'll have like a Father's Day, and then they'll they'll honor the the single moms who are the fathers. And the mothers they claim. So, what, what's your view on that? Uh, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like I said, there's yeah. mothers out there that who I respect. They're doing it on their own, but they are mothers. Yeah. They are mothers. They are not fathers. They can't be a father. Just as, that's just right. like I, I must say again. Um, there's fathers out there who have the same situation, but they simply cannot be mothers. They can be a great father, and that he, and they can do things they need to do to help sustain that child's life. And then vice versa, you can have a great mother, but she cannot be a father. Mm-hmm. Particularly, uh, I kind of, uh, well, actually, I agree with that 100%. Particularly when I look at what's going on out here um, in society that is always being talked about, you have all these young men engaged in certain types of activities that denote to the fact, yeah, they had a mother in the home, but maybe they didn't have a father's guidance to say, well, son, this ain't cool. Because, see, male children, men, boys learn to relate to people, uh, particularly women, from how they see their fathers conduct themselves with women. Uh So that determines whether they're going to be respectful or disrespectful. And if people constantly, if the father's not in the home or no positive male role model, whether he Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, or whatever, and they're not learning to respect our women, they're constantly being bombarded by things that relate to our bitches and uh, learn to our women in negative derogatory terms, then, then, you know, things happen. And then these boys don't be good men. That's the only way I can put it. Let me, let me, let me. I'm, I'm over. I'm, I'm over listening. This is Ernest. Now. When, well, when, when a, when a, when a young male grows up in a household with father, dad, he tends to mimic uh, everything that he sees from his mom. So, yeah. men are rational thinkers and women are emotional thinkers. So, if he doesn't get uh, both sides, one side overwhelms the other. So that uh, he becomes. I wouldn't say less of a man, but he he doesn't know how to walk the walk of how a man will walk because mm-hmm. he's used to his mom uh, gossiping and he, you know what I'm saying he's he's he, 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 he's used to the feminine things of uh, that he's receiving from a woman, so it's over it's overwhelming. You know what I'm saying. Uh, he pick up a lot of those traits. Right. He's supposed to, you know, he, he's supposed to pick wrenches up, and he's supposed to be masculine, and he's supposed to, you know, what I mean, go walk walk without fear, but only to fear the man upstairs. So when you don't get when you don't get both sides, you know, what I mean, it, 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 it's confusing to a, a, a young male. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. unless you have a mother that designates uh, a uncle or a big cousin as a father figure who's positive and who's doing. You know what I'm saying, and, and, and headed in the right direction. So, I mean, it's, it's it's very important for the male to be in the home. But if the male can't be in the home because of other reasons, 
he still should be in that young man's life. No doubt. Teach him to teach I, him. Yeah. I, yeah. I I can't talk I can't talk about it from a, a male perspective, but I can say that um I I I, I agree that um it, it's just like this this overused cliche or three legged stool that, that you get you have to have all three legs to to have a unit. And mm-hmm. having raised a, a a child on my own, I cannot be, I could never be the father to her. And she yearned for that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I recognize um, how important how important that is. So getting back to your question about why do they do it in churches in terms of having uh, mothers, uh, Stand up and say, you know, Happy Father's Day to the mothers, mm. and maybe it, it, it sounds good in a sense, but I, I don't know. I, but I think churches are getting more; they're moving more uh, uh, in the direction of recognizing the the pivotal role that a father has to to play in the child's life, and in the absence of that dad, then we need. Uh, surrogate dads or images, uh, just like Ernest said, we need someone to stand in the gap. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I said about that. <laughs> you, we can't. Yeah, he did that, but William known for throwing them bombs out there, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad. I agree. I agree. I think everyone has a throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to kind of move on a little bit here, folks. Uh, so, Ernest, talk about uh, what would you say is the, the most uh, appealing thing about dry bones? The most appealing thing about dry bones? Hmm. Uh, well, when, yeah. well, when 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 one comes to witness uh, this, this great production, it, <laughs> it, it 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 I would say uh, it touches you know what I'm saying you one within because uh, the story the storyline um, it it, uh, it it basically everybody who uh, who who walks this earth has witnessed in some form or fashion, whether it's uh, directly uh, close-knit or, you know, a, a diff, uh, even family or friend, uh, it, 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 it talks about uh, reality. Somebody has witnessed this, this story, you mm-hmm. know, and it, I'm, I'm a little, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm a little rusty because I, I'm just getting back into it, and it's, it's it's kind of feeling like a new thing to me. But everybody has witnessed this story, and, 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 it, and it's so true. Nobody is excluded. No ethnic group: white, black, green, purple, yellow, orange. <laughs> everybody has. Yeah. Everybody has witnessed this, which it brings and it gives a little understanding to. Maybe you couldn't tell. Uh, Joe Blow, uh, how to uh, react or how to respond to certain things that maybe uh, you 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 couldn't at the at that present point in time. So maybe this may uh, uh, bring you to uh, 
read the Ezekiel 37. Maybe you didn't know, you know, man, uh, where you that where you could go and read to get a little understanding so you can help somebody through uh, mm-hmm. maybe their trials and tribulations or what they're going through. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's a little humor in there. Some of them may make you cry and there's some stuff in there that you're like, you know what? That's how I need to uh, relate this, this this message, you know what I mean, to mm-hmm. help somebody get through something that they're going through at that present mm-hmm. time. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. Well put. Yeah, so Ernest, you said that uh, you kind of get back into this. and uh, So I guess this is your, your debut uh, role on stage. How was that for you? Oh, man, it was it was it was it was big. It was big. Um it's it, it was it's been many years since uh I um uh, grabbed the stage for acting. Um but it was I was kinda nervous uh the day before, all the way up to the day before. And you know, I, I prayed about it th- that that night before and when I seen that uh, you know, our last um rehearsal, uh how smooth things went and how uh, how at ease and how calm I was, you know it it it, it really made me made me proud and made me see that you know um, nothing uh, is not within reach if you know what I'm saying you you apply yourself and you, and, and and you push forward. So I mean I, I, it, it it was it was a pretty big night for me. Uh, on the twenty, what was the twenty eighth of June? It was a pretty big night for me, you know. And all of like the praise and you know people just telling me how good I did and how great the show was. And you know, it, it really made me proud. So I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, running many more, running many more. And the cast, the cast was excellent. You know, uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for 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 anything more. You know what I mean from 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 the production. Everybody, you know, I mean, uh, was um, attentive to everyone, and you know, what I mean, every they 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 shed it um, uh, pointers, and you know, and they they just you know, what I mean, it was it was it really felt like a, a family, you know, what I mean, because I'm, yeah, I, I, I must say, you know, um, some of the things that was in this in this story, you know, what I'm saying I can relate to it, you know, what I mean, firsthand. So it it. it it, it, it really touched me, you know, man. I was I was proud yeah. to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Adib, uh, piggybacking off of that, uh, so what was your impression of how the show was received? Oh man, um, <laughs> incredible reception on the part of the people who were in the audience. I mean, they seemed to really have appreciated what they saw. And uh-huh. the energy they gave us as the people performing on the stage at uh-huh. the end during the curtain call, man, it's nothing like it. I mean, you know, it made us proud to have given people such a really, really good story. Because, you know, being a theater is my first love. I done been in over 30 odd plays. And this is one of the plays that I'm most proud to be a part of based on how very well it's written, how very well the actors perform the designated roles, man. It was just a blessing to be there for me. 
Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So, Ivy, I'm going to jump over to you. So as a playwright, what were some of the, the challenges you had with just putting all this together, you know, just putting it on paper and just coming up with the themes and just coming up with everything? How, how, what were some of the challenges you had? As I, you know, as I think back over uh, this, William, I think there were three major challenges, and and one was just writing it from a male's perspective. Uh, ensuring that the dialogue was realistic, um, and 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 I had and the, and the cast, Keller, when we rolled it out, the cast helped a lot with that. So um, they they did some tweaking, which which I'm I'm really open for that. Um, casting is always huge in this business. You know, getting the right uh, cast, maintaining, uh, keeping the right cast together, and um, uh, the other thing was just getting the team right, you know, um, you know, assimilating the right team to help bring all the complex pieces of a stage production together, and uh, and we had some pretty good people, and I'm uh, uh, I'm very grateful to all of them for for everything they've done. I'm especially grateful to uh, Adib and Belinda and. And Eli, uh, of course, Eli, <laughs> for, uh, Eli. <laughs> you know, for sticking with me. Yeah, but anyway, but those are the three major challenges: writing the, you know, casting and just getting the team right. You know. Yeah, it's uh, very important. Very important. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. So, Eli, uh, what were some of the challenges you had as a director? Well, actually, in the first the first uh, production, I wasn't the director. I was just there helping out on that. But uh, as a director, um, I think the major challenges that you're always going to run into, I think, and with any director, is just trying to bring the best out of your out of your uh, out of the talent out of the actors, and trying to make sure that you know they are conveying uh, a real portrayal of what the situation, whatever it might be, would look like realistically, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and also bringing out, you know, the best that they have to offer, you know, and because a lot of times uh, people get caught up in their own way. And as, basically as a director, you know, you just to facilitate, <laughs> you know, you just want to move all the pieces and put them in the right <laughs> place to make sure that everything works out right, you know, so, mm-hmm. that, so the clock works. So basically that's, 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 uh, the, the challenge is always, you know, getting people to trust that you have their best interest at heart and everything you do is for the betterment of the production. And once people understand that, then everything else is easy. Mm-hmm. And from a, just to chime in, from an actor standpoint, there was a point in the play that uh, Eli, for me, even though he wasn't the director, he was helping out, as he says. But uh-huh. he he pointed out something to me about my portrayal of Rome that when I began to demonstrate it that way, I felt the elevation in the performance. So a director and your ability to take direction is exceptionally important. Very important. Yeah. The director Absolutely. is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, thank you for that, that. Yeah, we'll we'll have a whole lot of that. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but no, but you know, like 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 uh, Ernest and uh, Adib said, you know, they were very very well received that first production. You know what I'm saying? We just we just want to elevate it, you know, exactly. take it a, a step further and see what else we can do to bring actually more out of the play and out of the actors themselves. And mm-hmm. just, my job is to to push them to that. Level, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. <laughs> but that, I don't think those guys trust me enough to, you know. Oh, no doubt. Do that. No Absolutely. doubt. So, so we'll, we'll we'll see. I'm excited to to actually, you know, take on that uh that obligation because I think once everything comes together and they see what they are capable of, because I really don't think they've seen what they're capable of yet. But I've seen, mm-hmm. but I know what they're capable of. So I'm 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 excited to put that out there so they so they can see what their real ability is. Mm-hmm. I got a question. Did um did did uh our special guest come? Belinda? Yeah. I don't think she yeah. made it. Yeah, I see uh, some here on the uh, sp- uh on the uh the board here uh Four six zero. We can bring hmm. uh, four six number four six zero in. Let's see if that's Belinda. Let's do that. Good evening, uh, Belinda. Hello. 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 What's not? Yeah, I guess not. Okay. No problem. No problem. Okay, so we're coming up near the uh, the end of the show here. So, uh, oh, uh, Ernest, uh, talk a little bit about what you got coming up next. What I have coming up next? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eli, what I got coming up next? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you have the show, gonna, and then you got something else. Um, well, we're going to run uh, run run the. Uh, the um, production uh, two, two more times uh, in 2016. So um, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward, you know, what I mean, to uh, to bringing a bringing a A plus game this time. You know, uh, mm-hmm. this 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 like coming back. I I felt I did I did good, but um, now that you know, what I mean, uh, getting direct a little more direction uh, from um, the director uh, to, you know, like you said, to bring out, you know, um, your, to, to bring out uh, excellence, you know, and that, that's, that's what I'm pushing and I'm striving for. Because, um, uh, uh, I mean, when people coming out to, you know what I mean, to, uh, to spend, uh, even out maybe with the family or, you know what I mean, just to, to, to give support, I think, you know what I mean, that you should send them home uh, feeling as if you know, what I mean, you you you, you touch, you know, what I mean, a spirit. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 looking forward to uh, you know, what I mean, to getting back with with with, with this great group of uh, cast members and you know directors and uh, the writer and um, going from there. Hopefully, we you know we can take it, you know, what I mean, on, on the road. So man, all right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eli. What about you? What do I have? Oh my goodness! 
uh, I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> a lot. I mean, I, I, I'm like, I'm, I don't know, I'm spread all over the place. I mean, I'm just trying to, but I want my my main um, goal right now is to make sure that this production is mm-hmm. is gets the attention that it needs to get, and make sure we elevate this production to where it needs to be. And oh, I mean, I know all of us have our, our lives that we have to you know to deal with, and we're juggling a lot of different things at one time. You know, the active life, William. So that's right. Um, we want we I just my, my main goal right now is to put this production and make it a priority for not only myself but also as well as the actors and so we can get the most out of it that we the most out of it that, that we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, right. that's the most important thing right now on my agenda. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Ivy, how about you? Well, I don't have quite as much going on as Eli, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm just grateful to um, to have uh, first of all just grateful to have Eli and the theater warrior Adib, uh, like I said, working <laughs> with me. <laughs> but uh, and I say that in sincerity. I say it. I I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. But I am working on uh, a couple of projects. Um, uh, right now, my focus is on dry bones because we're trying to do something different with that. But I do have another project uh, uh, play that I'm writing, um, and it's called Autumn. And hopefully, I can get it out by the end of December. And probably won't stand that up until probably late next year. And uh, a couple of pre- uh, a script that I had written before it got a great reception. I converted that into a film script. So, um, so those are the things, immediate things that I'm working on. Adib, how about you? Um, I'm somewhat in the boat as Eli. Uh, I got a lot of stuff going on, but my primary goal, like I got a, uh, a few things coming up film-wise and theater-wise as it relates to production because, you know, I not only act, but I like the co-producing and the producing because I'm basically on a production team with Ivy in order to help facilitate our elevation of this particular project. And as it relates to this conversation, that's what my primary focus is, all about Dry Bones 2016, baby. We coming back and coming back better than we were this year. Okay, so... To that end, oh, go ahead, Abby. I just wanted to give a, a, a shout out to Belinda. I know she's not here, and but Sophie. she's really, really, Sophie really been <laughs> really a tremendous help. And oh my goodness, uh, my goodness, she's just she's just outstanding. She's a little pushy, but she's great. I love her. <laughs> Who's she's a, playing the she's show? a get it done person. Belinda's yes, a get is. it done. Yes, she she don't play, get it done. Yeah. That's right. But thank you. Thank you. Right. She helped me get over the hill a few times, so I, I, I really uh, appreciate her. She, she has a heart of gold. I really mean that. And thank you, William, for uh, allowing us uh, this time. I uh, appreciate it. And, uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But we're not done yet. I have to you have to put out there uh, where is it playing and uh, how we can get tickets. Okay, it it will be playing February 13th at the Ark in Southeast Washington. Mm-hmm. 
Right now we have one show. Uh, we're looking at putting on a second show there. But um, And then on April 9th in Enrico, Virginia, we'll be there uh, for one night. So right now that's our 2016 schedule. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the location in Enrico? Uh, uh, Enrico County down in Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's on the uh, it's really on the the website which is under construction. But people can go to portraitsoffaith dot com, and uh, the address and everything will be on there. Mhm. All, right. All right. And how to get well? This, mm-hmm. That's right. All right, all right, okay. So, yeah, I think we had some fun tonight. It sounds like a great show, has a lot of very important themes. And uh, I thank you all again for coming on the show. I wish you uh, much success. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, William. Thank you, William. Thank you, Absolutely. sir. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. All right, y'all have a great night. Okay, you all right. Thanks. What's that, I was gonna say you know you have a complimentary or you have complimentary tickets if you want, just let us know. We'll send them to you. Yeah. All right, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, good night everybody. <laughs> All right, good night with you. Bye All right, bye. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. All right. All right. And let me leave you with this quote, everybody, from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't think for a moment I'm like any of the characters I've played. That's why it's called acting. Good night. Good night. <laughs>